Welcome everyone. We are in week seven of this remote wow. radio experiment. Yes, week seven. So um, it feels like, I don't know. I don't know how you feel, but I feel like it's people are sort of starting to behave a bit more normally outside just feels, it just felt like a normal day today. Um, but that's, I guess, because I, I was outside and lots of other people were out walking and it just seemed like, an, yeah, there wasn't that much going on and there were a few shops open and things. But um, let's see how everyone's doing. So, Gillian, shall I call you Daffodil or? <laughs> just call me Gillian. We've had enough of Daffodil. Um, oh. <laughs> so, drop. I was, I was going to call you Daff for sure. Right. Daffy. Daff. Daff. Okay, I like it. Yeah, let's go. Daffy it will be. All right. Do you wanna um tell us how your week's been and how your how your how things are going for you in the past week? I've maintained my optimism. I'm still good. I'm very, very busy on Zoom. And going from Zoom, um, what do you call conferences, to then doing research about stuff I've learnt on at the conferences. So I'm like a little academic in my house this week. But I don't really, the time's just, mer the days are merging into each other. On Friday, I thought it was Saturday, just ridiculous. Sun shining, fine, everything's good. Made the small smells good in the house. Just showing off there. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Donald, how are you doing? Uh, pretty good. The goslings in Finsbury Park are growing up. I see them daily, and that's a absolute an absolute joy. Uh, I had good news yesterday that the show Drowned Town that I was meant to be touring, starting from the end of this month, the the funding has been approved to do some wow. online Zoom whatever version that's of it in isolation. Good. So that's going to be a great learning experience. I'm juggling about a dozen theater books. I read a little bit. And then I pick up another one and read a little bit. It's quite an interesting collage way to absorb information, uh, but that's enjoyable. Uh, what else? What else? Uh, yeah, things are are kind of steady. Days blend into one. Uh, they're very full. Oh, and I also watched a really wonderful Andy Goldsworthy documentary. He's a environmental artist. It, it's no longer available on on Channel Four Catch Up, but it was, uh, he's an extraordinary person and invested in nature and, and making art out of natural things. And so that was a real pleasure. Excellent. And you've been uh, sharing, receiving and sharing absolutely tons of uh, information on the yeah. arts. It comes my way as a journalist and yeah. as a, curious person and things get sent my way and then I need to I'm kind of I compulsively I have to send them out to people that I know so I do that great Susan how how are you doing um can, can I pass you want to pass okay um Amar yep yeah not too bad thanks been uh quite busy hopefully well thankfully work has picked up a, a little bit so I've been writing a fair amount this week uh doing a piece on community radio and how that's well to me it's exhibiting a little bit of a resurgence but I had a quick exchange with Leona during the week and she's obviously closer to community radio so it's always been there but I think now we're starting to notice it a little bit more because we need it a little bit more and uh, yeah lots of stations popping up and, and expanding their mm -hmm. operations everywhere from Hertfordshire to Herefordshire to Leeds so I've been chatting to a few listeners this week that was fun a lot of, lot of interesting fun characters who yeah. are smiling a lot more because there's some great hosts and volunteers picking up the mic mm. playing requests that people want and yeah it's been good to see so I'm struggling to get that down at the moment to uh, the agreed word length and then also got to do something who's that for, who's that for? Uh, positive news. Their whole thing is that they it's not airy-fairy, sort of light-hearted stories they want to share, but their whole thing is, staring, is sharing uplifting stories that have sound journalism and, and strong reporting at the core. 
So they've been going for, I think, for three or four years now, and they're very supportive of freelance journalists. They pay a decent rate, and they're always the editors are always advertising on Twitter, like, do send us your stories. We're, we're here to listen. We want to support you. Um, just, just come up with some, some, some interesting ideas, and, and, and we'll help you develop them. So then the other thing is uh, writing something about the theme of home. I'm not really, I don't have, I've never really done much scripting for audio outside of a documentary about a, a, a underappreciated musician and producer in the 60s and 70s, but I applied to write a sort of five to eight minute uh, piece about the theme of home. It could be a poem, it could be a, a bit of prose, it could be a, a story from your own life, a personal story. So I thankfully got accepted to that. So I'm going to start, I have, I have started working on that already. And, not sure what it's going to look like when it's finished, but yeah, it'll be quite conversational and from, from the heart. So that's good. Excellent. Can I ask what go is going on in the background behind? Uh, mine, is, it's, a, it's a background from Studio Ghibli, you know, the animation studio in Japan? They've yes. thankfully uh, given, they've, they've made about 12, I think, backgrounds from their different productions available on their website. So happy to share that, send that around if people want it. As you can see, it's a little bit unstable without a green screen, but uh, most people have used it without the moment quite like it. Uh, and it brightens up the day. Yeah. Better than seeing a staircase. Uh, and a yeah, yeah. Or white, white walls, much more exciting. Yeah. Um, um, I, I've never experienced anything like it. it um, <laughs> Is it in a good way, Susan, is it, or is it distracting? Yes, of course it's distracting. What, in a good way or in a bad way? Well, I don't think distracting can be in a good way. I don't okay. know. <laughs> so I will just say bye-bye, everybody. Enjoy your day. Bye, Susan. Okay, bye, Susan. Um, Malcolm. I think, yeah, I think the magic mushrooms are beginning to work. Um, uh, Mia, I think the background is... <laughs> thank you, Julian. Amar, I Amar. Your smile. Daff, Amar. Uh, I think the background is great. Um, I had all sort of um, visions as I was looking at you, do you know what I mean? Sort of cars <laughs> and swinging along with Jane. Uh, but very nice, I thought, yeah. Oh, okay, thanks, Malcolm. I'm glad you're on a trip. <laughs> oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, uh, Donald, yes, I, I, I meant to thank you a few weeks ago, actually, about about the links. Um, they're great. Um, I haven't looked at them all, but it, it's great to have them. Thank you, Donald, for sorting that out. You're welcome. It, and I, might... I was just going to say, it's I, I find there's an overwhelming amount of things to learn, watch, see, read, hear. And, you know, maybe it was ever thus, but it's a different kind of ever thus right now. For wow. Me. Yeah. But I mean, I find you overwhelming, Donald. So, I mean, everything is too. Yeah. <laughs> right, Shirley. Um, what have I done this week? I've done very, I mean, I've had a sort of a bit like last week, really, sort of up and down days. Um, today, I'm actually feeling pretty good. But when it, the two days it was raining, um, I, I, I was in a, not a very good state because um, w when rain is about to happen, I always get a, a stinking headache. And I haven't got any painkillers, and so I had a, a whole day and a half with a with a headache of different degrees, and that sort of depressed me a bit. I could have gone to neighbours and asked, but I wasn't wasn't keen on doing that. Um, so th those two days I really didn't enjoy. Um, other things I've I've explored other Zoom things, but for only for seconds at a time, to be honest. Um, I've got obsessive again, um, and that is this time it was with. I think I mentioned my ambitions are always generally very small. My, my goals are very small. So I got obsessed with something very small. And that is um, a giant jigsaw of ah, the, 30s, right. the 30s, 40s, 50s and 60s. Four different large photos of, um, of those periods, which I'm really enjoying. Uh, it's something that I really enjoy because it's... Uh, not, not because it's small and because it's very tiny. I, I, I like that, and and the feeling of even when I get one piece, it's almost like I've climbed Mount Everest. Do you know what I mean? I've achieved something, and I love the fact that I talk to myself and have a conversation with myself when I'm doing it. 
I quite like that. Um, I can criticise myself, tell, tell myself what a bum I am, or say, oh, clever man, what a genius you are. This is all to do with the jigsaw. God, my ambitions are so small. What's the, um, what's the image? What's the photo? The image is, well, um, oh, no, actually, my tablet. Well, I know I'll show you. Hang on. As I say, four different periods. It's, it's quite big. Can you see that? Well, yeah. we're on we're on the radio, remember? So you'll have to describe. I thought I thought you wanted me to. Show yeah, it. yeah, yeah. No, can tell you... tell us, tell us what it is. Can you not see it for the yeah, listeners? For the listeners, we can oh, see it. Oh, the listeners! Oh, bugger! I don't come and do this platform for listeners. God, I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm far too indulgent. This is for me. Um, okay, it's um, it's four different pictures. One uh, of the thirties with a. Uh, England still expects you to do your duty with old-fashioned, you know, the, the old buses and stuff like that, and two guys in great outfits on bicycles. On the 40s, it's um, uh, a Bobby with the usual Bobby hat and guys and gals in swimsuits of the 40s and a, a, a Hovis boy on his bicycle with a basket. Uh, and and a, either that's got to be South End, I, su I suspect, at the seaside. And the 50s is a, 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 a female in a, a 50s um, bathing suit uh, with uh, uh, something like a funfair with bingo and boat rides and stuff like that. And then in the 60s, we've got the obvious um, dolly bird and silly man with silly haircut and, um, and walls ice cream all over the place for some strange reason. And 1960s cars. <laughs> So that's my obsession at the moment. Yes, yes. I'm pleased you can. Well, listeners, you can switch off now. <laughs> Thank you. Um, Antonio, I know you've got your mouth full, but how are you doing? We've missed you. What, what, where were you last week? Um, I was just doing something at home that I needed to do. Okay. That's why I didn't joining last week. I'm sorry. I didn't send any apologies. Uh, this week is the same. Um, I'm, you know, playing with myself with Scrabbles uh, a lot. Uh, I've done some Zooms, you know, something to do with NHS and other things that are, I'm involved in. So now they've got their acts together so that we we will not be inundated when we go back uh, about things which has not been done. So things are moving in that respect. But I don't want it to overwhelm me. I'm trying to, uh, to be uh, uh, not choosy, but to know which one um, to attend or something like that. Because I'm, I'm really trying to make sure that when I go, when this thing finishes, I wouldn't be... Uh, I don't want to deplete myself. I, I want to be in good shape. So uh, this is one of the things I've been thinking about, that maybe doing too much is not good for you. Mm. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, but I've been resting, you know, I'm, I'm taking part in quizzes, you know, um, this week because my granddaughter, Dave, got a quiz from work. And so she, uh, you know, uh, put me on the list, so I I did that, and that is. It's been a quiet week. Have Maybe you done any more painting? No, no, Gillian. Uh, she's doing a lot of painting. I'm just watching the you know mm. the colors that she's putting together and everything. Um, and uh, on you know deliver. She's got. We are inundated with delivery. I don't know what she's buying. <laughs> Castles from Amazon just keep on coming. <laughs> and, I'm, you know, that gives me the jitters because I don't know who is coming at my door. And mm -hmm. I said, look, uh, so now I'm not saying anything. I just go and stay in my bed. Yeah, yes, it's been, yeah, it's been productive. Um, but slowly, surely. Uh, and thanks, Malcolm, for looking out for me. You know, thank you very much. That was really really good thank you oh, oh, i have oh. to mention that i have to mention that because we have uh, to you know um 
uh, Antonio, Antonio, that's very that's very nice of you. But maybe we should quickly explain. Antonio phoned me, um, left a message, and um, and then a while later, when I saw it, I phoned her, and I she I couldn't get an answer. But then I couldn't get an answer a few hours after that. So I phoned. I kept phoning her throughout the day, mm-hmm. and I began to get a bit freaked out because I thought if she's not there, then there's a problem. Uh, yeah. But I continued phoning her and then discovered it was just that she was feeling a bit laid back and a bit weary and probably was lying down for a lot of the day. Mm. That's all really. Yeah. So I did nothing actually to phone her back. Yeah. Oh, but that, that you could easily have said, well, she left me a message, that is it. You know, it's like Susan, I phone all the time, but she always gets back to me. You know, yeah. that is part of what this this platform is doing, you know, you, you look out for one another, you know, that, that is a good thing. I think that's one of the things that we take away because normally we do one month, maybe if Lucia is busy, mm-hmm. we might not even do uh, one month. So this one has, uh, is concentrated demand to, to know that, yes, it's not just about doing this, it's about connecting. And, and and making sure that uh, everyone is okay. Yeah, uh, yep. it's been good. It's been good. Thank you. Thanks, Antonia. So both Malcolm and Donald um, suggested, well, Malcolm, you suggested language. So we well, talk about yeah. language. I only discovered that yesterday when I heard last week. I've been thinking all, all week that it, I said, I thought I said humour. But I obviously oh, no. I didn't. I said, no, I said language. You're right. Yeah. I heard it yesterday. Um, but that's fine. I'm sure humour may come into it. Yeah, definitely. And then, Donald, you suggested words. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> so we've, we've got like a, we've got a crossover here. So I wonder what you were thinking specifically, Donald, in terms uh, of words. Well, just because I, I, I love words so much and I love word games and putting words together and and I, I've got a whole uh, more scraps of paper that I always have in my life full of possible titles for shows or dances or something that will never get made. But I just, I love, I love titles. So, uh, and some of them are quite rude, but I, I, I like wordplay. I, I once did a talk to some mainly, I think maybe they were all young women who wanted to know about writing about dance or well, they didn't necessarily want to know, they had to know. And I was brought in to talk to them about it. And I just thought, because it is a bit of a performative thing to be in front of a room full of people, you're, you're on as it were. Um, mm. I just said, I just wanted to, you know, I wanted to say the word chicken because I think it's a, you know, it's a funny word. So I'm just going to say chicken. And I don't think anybody laughed, but but, but I laughed. Yeah. And they probably thought, who the hell is that old guy? You know, and I wasn't even that old then, you know, it was, but it was, uh, yeah. because I think, you know, humor and language, a lot of it, there's sight gags and I love visual humor and I like looking at things. And Amar, I think that background is so lush that I just love that it's there. Especially yeah, well, when, when it works. <laughs> band, it's like a shaft of light that comes in and out. Mm. But, yeah. I'm but, being glowed upon. Uh, just language and and the what's the culture what's the language that has so many you know is it I- Iceland that has all the words for snow or is it mm. Finland? Um, uh, Inuit, yeah, yeah, Inuit, yeah, exactly. It's Mr. Whippy. Different ways of calling things or or even names. You know that Jillian can have the name Daffodil, which becomes Daff. That's you know there's a little mini evolution right there in in today in, in this little frame that we've got going about about how what we call each other what we name something oh and um malcolm was it you i want to thank you for something didn't you no. say last week uh solitude you brought up the word solitude yes. yes and i really love that you know isolation versus solitude what does that mean all the subtleties and nuances so i was just thinking about things like that about language and and words we detest and words we really gravitate toward can can i tell you one yeah go for it um well both of them there's two things they're both french one is the title of a film les yeux sans visage i think is one of the most beautiful titles it's from an early 60s georges franjou 
uh, horror film, but quite a romantic, poetic horror film, and it means eyes without a face. Um, and I just think that's beautiful. And and another word, a Portuguese word, azulejos, it means tiles in Portuguese. But the other thing, the thing that I first thought of was, uh, you go to a party and somebody says something, and it's only when you're leaving that you think of the retort, that, you know, the <laughs> comeback. And the French have a phrase for it, and it's l'esprit de l'escalier, the mm. spirit of the stairs. And I think that's a gorgeous way of describing something. I don't know where it is now, but I had I started collecting um, the fr phrases for something very specific in different languages. So, you know, exactly that moment when something happened. So there's one for, um, I can't remember. Yeah, it's the Japanese have a, a specific phrase for when you're walking behind a woman and you think she's really sexy and then she turns around and she's a lot less sexy than you thought she was when she turns around and there's a specific <laughs> word for that and I just thought you know each language has got these um kind of phrases that they have for really really specific things and they they're wow. just not translatable you know yeah <laughs> so. it's, it's idiom it's idiom and yeah. idiom and slang uh, and vernacular all of that stuff is so rich well it is rich but it, I think uh, certainly the English um um vernacular slang in particular is it has lost at least 50 percent of its usage there's no question about it if not more but there's uh, new so, the, the new things come oh i didn't say there wasn't new i'm yeah. I'm, I'm just i'm <laughs> i'm just wallowing in the loss i mean there, there there is a generation of of east end people who really still and will until they die feel um for instance uh copy rhyming slang yiddish backward rhyming slang um will find that to be quite a big loss until they die. Uh, there's a lot, of, a lot out there that still understand, that still use the language, but with each other, not with your generation, Lucia, or with a younger generation. And mm. I think it's a great shame. Not, it's not that it's a great shame that it's being replaced, because that's far too romantic. Uh, language is replaced all the time. Um, there's no question about that. But that it isn't being passed down, I don't think. And I think it will eventually be lost. And uh, that's a shame. Mm. That's a shame. Mm. Yeah. Like old buildings. When old buildings are lost, it, that's, a, that's a real loss. That doesn't mean to say you've got to have a, a, a family of five living in the old home and, and, and have their baths outside in the, in, you know, in the, in the, outside in a, in, a, in a tin bath. But it means you need to keep some of those, those relics for the future and for a younger generation to understand what other people went through, how other people spoke, like we think of the Elizabethan language. But, it, but we, were, we still teach that. Um, drama still teaches that. But Cockney rhyming slang and East End language of, will be lost. It will be lost. Uh, I think that in that case, then, the language you're talking about is all to do, isn't it, with identity, belonging to groups. Yes. Pretty obvious, but... Much of it is point. yes. But yeah, isn't I mean, that isn't that the wonderful thing about language though is that it evolves and it evolves. changes. Yes, it, exactly. it never stays still. Like that's the whole. Mm -hmm. You know, that's the beauty of language is that it. You know, it. It new words come in and old words yes. leave, and it's just this constantly kind of moving. But sure, yes, no, I think the factually that's absolutely right. But do you not think? Do you not make at any in, in, at any point um, a, a, a value judgment? Uh, this word has replaced this word. Hang on, but this new word is nowhere near as creative or as delicious or as um, ex expressive as the the word we're going to we're going to elbow and get rid of. Uh, there mm. you go. There's a word there. Elbow. What would we say instead of you know I'm going to elbow that? What we would say is oh uh, today you would say I don't know what. Get I'm going to ditch that. Ditch it yeah, all. The idea of just saying, you know, I'm going to elbow that, mm. just says so much more than the language we would use today to say, to, to say we would say, forget it today. Yeah. Which is, you know. There's also the thing I'm... about um, thinking that, or, or the line of thought that language is rich in other places. I'll give you an example. This week, for one of my Zoom literature groups, was to read um, Anne Bronte's 
the tenant of Wildfell Hall. Wow, the book, what a load of words. Loads <laughs> and loads and loads of description. Yeah, and I'm supposed to say that's rich language and blah, blah, blah. Actually, I'm so used to Twitter, where you limit the amount of words you use. I'm so used to talking quickly and skimming that the book became unuseless to me. Just tell me the end of the story, for God's sake. And I didn't rate the book anyway. But I'm not allowed to say that. I have to justify everything, or I have to join in that. You know what I'm saying. So, yeah, so who's deciding that one generation going way back in time this time is rich and wonderful and should be taught even should be taught why because it happens to be up there in the echelons of elite literature that's why but but you know it, it it's not lost actually because you know museums you have like museum of childhood they can still see all these things. The museum, there are loads of places that... That's right. They can see it on the internet. On the internet. You know, I, I couldn't believe when I, I discovered that I can listen to the 60 music when I was in, in Africa, you know, listening. You cannot get it, but you, it, maybe you listen on the radio with like the Beatles and all the rest of it. And suddenly you go on YouTube and you can listen to all this music. So it's not lost. I think it's made it even better because digitally now you, they can store things. Um, you know, papers will, it, it might become mildew or something and they have to use gloves to handle some, some you know, documents. But now they, they can store it in a way that is not going to lose anything. So I don't think it's lost. My but the is, it's there though, Antonio and everybody, isn't it there for certain generations? They're a target all to everything. Like um, Malcolm was saying, that it's the older generation of the East End who are losing out on their language they've used. But mm. younger generation aren't coming yeah. interested anyway. Yes, yeah. They're too yeah. busy formulating words I, for their own I, identity. Yeah, but I think, I think that is partly to do with society itself. There should be things like that being taught, you know, Why? so that, it, well, because we, for perpetuity, for, 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 you know, for the generation that we're talking that, you see, sometimes you need to know where you're coming from. You need to know what, what makes you, because it is part of, it's part of life. You know, I, I think the, uh, me as being somebody and living in, in here for over 50 something years is what has been put put in me that is intrinsically inside of me that keeps me going because there's some things which you know were alien at first but now it's become something that i've i've you know adapted myself to yes it, it needs to be taught and i teach my grandchildren you know the the worst thing that I ever do is not teaching my children how to speak my language, you know, because my husband and myself, we decided that when you are in Rome, you do as the Romans. So we speak this language, but they, we didn't teach them. Mm. They take some things out of it, but now on, on retrospection, I see, you know, other cultures, like the Turkish, like they might not speak English at all, but they, their children are speaking fluent English and they, speak, they teach them this language. It's, it is important. Malcolm is right. It is important. It's not only for people who are minorities, who comes from diaspora and they hear that they should do English. You know, it should be taught that they will know because that is part of life. It makes so us you're, more you're, balanced. You're... Okay. I'll let somebody yes. else speak. Um, what, what do you think, Gillian? You think I was going to right. come back with, I'm not arguing with you, Antonio. I'm just, we're, we've been presented with a topic and we're just... Yeah, yeah, we're topic. just talking around it. Yeah, yeah. So, um, follows on then from Antonio, and you'll know yourself, that if you're going to say that about people being taught something that has to be handed down, eventually yes. all you're doing is propagating white literature, for example, to teach the language, white middle-class to upper-class British culture. That's what you're doing. Why would we do that? We're a multicultural society. Why would we only, why would I have to read Wildfell Hall? 
know, why, why do the reading groups choose all this stuff? I'm trying to find a reading group that's a bit more diverse. Very impossible. Uh, I have gone to America, but they're uh, not diverse, they're just more vocal. I think you should come to join U3A because we go, uh, we'll read a Oh, please, of no way. <laughs> no way. <laughs> <laughs> I've been to U3A, believe me. <laughs> no, no, yeah. I can draw the pictures of the people that are there. Yeah. <laughs> Done it, got the t shirt. Oh, dear. Antonia, do your children and grandchildren, do they kind of ask you why you didn't teach them your native well, my, language? Well, uh, yes, my, my, my children, now that they they grown and they have their own children. They, they, they always say, uh, you should have taught us. But they, they, they pick up things. It's like when we used to go to the market and they hear people speaking the language, they will pull my skirt or something and pinch me and say, I hear what they say. I say, you should be quiet. <laughs> you know, they, they, they will say to me, I hear what she was saying to that lady. I say, what's your business? You know. So they cannot speak it, but they understand it. They, mm. they can hear and they can understand. But we didn't, uh, you know, literally sit down and, and speak. You know, some people would do. And I think it's because of uh, the way things were done at, at home. Mm. When, you, when you are in your own family, you speak your language, wherever you are. If you are Igbo, if you are Yoruba, if you are Aousa or something. But when you go to school, it's like you don't speak your lingua franca as such. Yeah. You, English is, is the, the, the language that is used. So, yeah. and I think that was really divisive in a way because people living in the same country, the curriculum should be saying, if you come, they should be teaching the main three languages in all the schools. So the, mm -hmm. that was, and that brought, a, 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 what do you call it? A war that could have been averted if they were speaking. Communication is key in anything that we do. But uh, you're, you're, you're right. I think there has been a, a shift uh, because um, now I think people are realizing that it's really important to keep, you know, to know as many languages as possible. And yes, keep yes. The languages yes. from your parents. But when I was growing up, it was the same. It was like at school, at home, we spoke four different languages and at school it was like English only. English, exactly. And I refused to speak anything else and I was embarrassed to kind of be from yeah. a different place. And, so, and, and, and losing, yeah. losing the indigenous language, of course, going back to what Donald says, you just lose so many beautiful words and beautiful yes. ways of saying things. Yes, yes, yeah. You yeah. know, when, I, when I'm reading some book, sorry. sorry no, okay. Malcolm. No, I was just going to say that uh, I, I'm just change the subject slightly. Uh, um, we'll come back to that, obviously. But uh, another aspect of, of language and words that, that, that and, and that interests me really is um, as the transition of language happens, as a development and, and uh, new language takes over, new words take over, which is perfectly natural and and and, and sort of organic, really. Um, what I find interesting is as the transition happens, there are, in my lifetime anyway, problems start occurring. Um, I mean, for instance, what I mean is uh, much of the language that was suddenly becomes offensive to a, a lot of people, mm. individual words. And I find that transition period very difficult for people to actually get around. So what happens is that people that are still using um, language from their, their youth and are still using their, that language uh, as they get older with a younger generation coming up, there's a problem yep. there. There's a problem of how you make that transition without mm -hmm. people becoming oversensitive um, uh, uh, and uh, over offended on the one side and the other side, i.e. my side, becoming aware that suddenly the language or some of the language, some of the words that they are that, that you're using oneself is both offensive to some people. And you've got to actually 
it's like it's like the jigsaw I'm doing mm. as, at the moment. Very complicated at a certain period during that transition period. I don't find it difficult anymore. But there was a period um, in my forties, fifties, um, and and maybe up to my sixties. I found that in many situations very, very difficult. It wasn't that I was reluctant to change. My feeling is at the time, because of my character, I did not want to change certain things because I felt the person that was slightly offended would take, would do nothing to try and understand where my language was coming from, i.e., Language is to do with motivation. Words are to do with what your motivation is. That's what, that's what matters, where it's coming from. And if you can't stop at whatever age you are and say, hold on, this person has used this word which slightly offends me. Why is he doing that? Let me think. Oh, hold on. He's 45 years older than me. Maybe I should consider that his language to him, blah, 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 blah. I'm sure you get the story. Yep. And well, I found that yeah. for a period of time, very, very difficult. I, I, will, I, mm. I, I will say something that I think as society is developing and we, we're seeing uh, the, the world is becoming a global uh, village, uh, uh, you see, there are things which were done in, 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 19, in the 19th century, 18th century, which were not... It doesn't dignify anybody. It doesn't dignify certain section of, of society. And, and I think it's by growing and being sensitive and becoming aware that we are all the same. You see, if something is going to be, I will take it, uh, give you an example, something that is derogatory. It doesn't necessarily, people will say, why couldn't I say that? Because it's, it, it's, it's the norm. It's not the norm. Is because society is becoming more civilized or, or tolerant of people that if I do something to you that is 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 a, that I will not do to myself. That, you know, I always say, "Thyself be true." If if I say something to you that is on the, my side, and somebody say, "And I do not like it," why do I have to say it to you? I think we we hide behind that that yeah, this, this is acceptable to bring people, is, is still elitism that we want to be superior to somebody else. Whatever is going to diminish somebody, I don't think it should be used, whether it's, if somebody is 80, and I find it really, really hard to believe because I believe that people who are older, say like my age group and your age group, should know better because they've gone through so many things that will make them to be more tolerant to people. But to say, well, this is what we use in the 40s, I don't accept that. I, I, I you know, mm. that says something that really, really makes me that, that doesn't, it doesn't negate the fact that it's going to make somebody, to demean somebody or to make them less, feel less of themselves. But you it know, doesn't necessarily have to be like derogatory language. So, for example, um, Gillian and I had a little email exchange um, a few, like a couple of months ago. Seven weeks ago. Yeah, it was a while ago. But I said, because I said, oh, remote radio gang. And she said, oh, we can't use the word gang. Gang. <laughs> yeah. Because, and I, you know, it sounds ridiculous to us, but in schools and in, in for, for young children, who are, you know, having issues with uh, gang problems and, you know, there's a lot of stuff going around in their neighbourhoods where gangs are a problem, uh, you know, using the word gang is actually, I can totally understand it's problematic in that context, but obviously we're not in that context, so it's, it, it, it feels ridiculous to us at this moment, but I totally get why gang might be a, a, an issue, Um in a completely different context. So, yes. you know. I, I mean, that's, that's absolutely right, Lucia. I mean, the, the thing that gets, gets thrown out the window often with language is common sense, what's offensive and what is not offensive. Um, and people react to, I mean, you, you're absolutely right. One can't say, well, nothing wrong with gang, the word gang, I've used it all my life, what's nothing? But common sense tells you in today's society what's going on, as you say, with gangs, 
it's just common sense. You just don't mm. use that word in this context, in, you know, to promote mm -hmm. the word. Um, and the same goes for racist words. The same goes for um, anti-Semitic words. And, 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 and you know, just basic common sense. But there are other words which are not that clear. There is a grey area. Um, uh, I'm, I'm trying to be more specific, really. Um, I, I tell you what, I liken it quite uh, in the past. I've likened what's happened to the language that people like me still have an affection for to the way that women, uh, uh, young women, dressed when I was younger and the way many women dress today. Um, and especially when they're trying to promote themselves. This probably applies to men as well, but it, it, it's clearer with women, unfortunately, because they're promoted by the media so much more yeah, in terms of style and fashion and, 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 and sexuality. That's the one thing that hasn't changed. But what they can show of themselves has changed vastly, like language has changed vastly. Now, we can't have a, a blanket opinion, say, oh, it was great back then and it's great now. It isn't always great. Um, uh, 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 if I use the language I used when I was young and, and used it now, I, there's no question about it. I would offend more, 100% uh, more people than I already offend um, if I didn't use common sense. And the same thing, it seems to me, goes for women's fashion. That it was bad enough in the 50s, um, uh, the way women seem to me were used by the media, but today, it seems like for a minority of women, especially young women, but not necessarily that young, um, that they are promoting something to me, it seems, that is even worse than what was going on for women in the 50s. And millions of people approve of it. But there are many people that are offended by it. And actually, women, these particular women that are thrusting sexuality at a young generation to say, this is okay, that I display my body in this manner, is as bad, it seems to me, as my generation using language back in the day, which people would be offended by today. Wow, interesting. Yeah. I think maybe that's another topic <laughs> that uh, we should explore. Um, and it, I think... I, I, I'm a, Lucia, I must yeah. add those, please. And that is that you, you must know because you, it was on another radio program that my opinion was people wear, men and women wear whatever they like. And it, I think they have the right to wear whatever they like. But that doesn't negate my feelings about mm. it's like, it's like t good taste and bad taste. No, uh, absolutely. You know, yeah. really. No, uh, I get, so, I get you know. that. I get yeah? that. And maybe, I, you know, I think we haven't... Um, that's something we haven't covered for a while, so it might be an interesting subject to explore mm. next time. I'm just aware of time because I have to finish at four o'clock on the dot today because um, I'm doing this remote radio thing. So I, we haven't heard from Donald or Omar for a while. So Donald, do you want to, have you got any sort of... Um... Uh, you said the word context, Lucia, mm. and I think that's very important. I'm also thinking about the difference between written and spoken language. Yeah. Uh, I'm thinking about how when I hear politicians speaking and they say gonna and gotta, mm. how that offends me. It's really small, mm -hmm. but mm. It's, it's, yep. it's just too casual. I'm um, thinking about how I, later in my life, I wished that I'd had Polish language lessons because that's those are my my you know my ethnic roots and i didn't get that in the 60s when 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 i think america was exploding so was my family and i just didn't get that stuff i regret that mm -hmm. i'm thinking about when i did the grape picking in the south of france and i was only with uh you know very few people who spoke english how i started thinking in french and dreaming in french mm. and, and how much i liked that i'm thinking about language as a vehicle for stories and, and also one of the things I'm facing is what have I, if, you know, if I want to make theater or write fiction or what, what have I got to say? What's my story? And, and that's all going to be dependent upon language. Uh, also how language can change, uh, not necessarily 
in in terms of anything you know um, dramatic or, or dramatically offensive. But how, when did multiculturalism become diversity, and and what's the distinction or the difference? I'm not quite sure. Is, I'm not mm. sure if multiculti is if it's just dated or if it's no longer relevant or bad. I'm also thinking about the pronouns thing, and, and the first time I encountered that, and how my 76 year old partner he he just he just can't he hasn't quite absorbed that somebody wants to be known they, as they. Yeah, uh, yeah. And also, a Antonio used the word global, and I remember the first time I heard the word. I haven't heard it for a while. Global. I thought, ah, glocal, that's a cute word. <laughs> that's all the stuff that's screaming through my head right now. But yeah, that pronoun thing is really interesting, you know, that we, we've kind of had to just go with it and learn to accept that, you know, people want to be called by different things and it is the first time where you know you're, you're sort of confronted with that it, it is a bit confusing it's like oh okay I mean that's fine but and then um, I do quite a lot of workshops with young people so now that's absolutely a matter of course that you have to ask people how they want to be addressed you know which pronoun and um, and that's just you know that's what you have to do now um, and yeah I was just going to say, I also like, I like learning. I like being in new situations where like, oh, what's that? I haven't mm. heard that. How do I feel about that? All that, that excites me. And, and I don't want to be, I, I respect the past and, and, and uh, was listening to uh, watch the National Theater at home uh, 12th night and, you know, privy. Nobody says privy or Syrah. <laughs> but I'm glad that those, those words exist and that I can hear them occasionally. Or it's why I watch the old films on Talking Pictures uh, because I love language and how it changes. But I also, I, I may not always love or embrace the new, but it, I, I, I perk up. I'm, I try to be alert to that new thing and the things that make me possibly uncomfortable or take me out of familiar zones. I value that. Hmm. Over so, to Amar, maybe. Yeah, Amar, have you got anything? What, uh, it's such a massive, yeah. it's a massive topic, isn't it? I mean, mm. uh, I, I've always, obviously, because words are my trade, uh, I, it's, it's such a huge part of my life. I've had to, uh, I've taken pleasure in expanding my vocabulary over the years, but also I'm interested in history and it's, I really like what Donald, uh, what Malcolm was saying a lot earlier. Uh, to me, words have always been a reflection of place and time, but also mm -hmm. uh, motivation, as as he touched on earlier. So, what you get when you lose, when you when you move forwards too quickly, and and, and uh, language evolves at too rapid a rate, you lose that, and that's something that I'm quite curious about. So, we obviously have a chance to look at the etymology of words, the root of words, and with that mm -hmm. comes a little bit of history. Uh, but then on the other, th the flip side of the coin, you've got neologisms and, and the new words that have come up to, to reflect how people are feeling now about things. And a lot of those could just be used because they sound great. Some people just like the sound of words. So it just rolls off the tongue and, and it becomes uh, slang and then it, slang gets assimilated into everyday language. But I think it's, I mean, I mean I've got a foot in both camps. I like to see how language evolves because I'm all about uh, progress. Uh, and advancement and obviously language is one of the most ancient technologies. I see it as a technology and we are all part of that process. We have a chance to push language on, but also at the same time, I, I think it's important to look back and see the roots of things because you'll, you'll understand a little bit more why that word was used, where it came from uh, and what was going on at the time. <laughs> yeah, there's a, I, no, no one's mentioned, but um, as the um, Robert McFarlane, the author who, um, so he writes a lot about kind of uh, space and, and um, the country and place. And he um, wrote this whole kind of chapter about the um, Oxford Junior Dictionary and how loads of words were just missing from that dictionary, but had been replaced by other words. So um, things like acorn and bluebell and buttercup <laughs> were no longer in the junior Oxford Junior dictionary which is, uh, but they've been replaced by things like you know i don't know streaming or um yep. you know all, all the sort of language that we need today yeah. so so you know that's interesting how things just get dropped out of kind of every day 
um, and replaced by other things. But I think that also the, 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 each generation has to have their own language that isn't, or their kind of slang and words that, it, that older people don't really understand um, to kind of make a distinction and have their own, you know, so you can feel more part of something and, and kind of be able to, uh, so, you know, teenagers do that every generation, right? They've got their language. So I think it's, it's interesting how that, how that moves through. That would be wonderful this year if, if older, an older generation could keep the language they're used to and younger generation can keep the language they're used to without anyone getting offended. Mm. That would be ideal, but that's not, that's not ideal. That's, that doesn't happen. That's the problem. It's a way of what we have to do is be able to merge and understand sure. each other's language, really. Um, can I just finish on just one thing? Um, sure. Um, the thing, one of my bug things is, 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 especially on radio, so many people just starting uh, to say something using so, S-O. They oh my gosh, it drives me it mad. It my head in does my head in. I mean, and everyone, politicians, ordinary people, us, I mean, oh, in fact, not, not on this radio station. Anyway, now I'm looking at DAF. What a wonderful name that really is. Um, DAF, um, on, on Facebook, she, ha she, ha she, she said last week that she'd elbowed it. She's not, she's still on Facebook. And so when I saw her, I, I got um, a reminder of, of something when I was writing on Facebook a few years back, and I wanted to quote it, and it was a reminder of something I said, and it was, I continue in my quest for normality, but it still <laughs> eludes me. Yeah. And that's when, I, that's when I left Facebook, yeah. <laughs> Can I bring and in, um, yeah. uh, to leave on the note that the interesting thing, the so one was, the so that Malcolm just talked about was just one of my irritations, but also how the word, yeah, how, I don't know what the word is for, for initials, but how the word, BAME has become an adjective, the BAME nurse. Yeah. Mm. Sounds ugly. <laughs> <laughs> and, I went, and I went back onto Facebook to promote things. It's good to see you there. <laughs> I just wait right. for your comments all the time. Wow, um, it does make me throw up now and then, but it's still okay. What is he like? <laughs> what is he like, Daff? Really? Listen, I've avoided the word, haven't I, this week? That's you true. Have. Well done. Right. I've been well very, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, you, you have to listen to last week's show. Okay. Oh, right. <laughs> don't spoil it for me. I'll, I'll check it out later. Yeah. Sorry, I mean. It's a whole in-joke. Um, well, exactly. <laughs> it's a whole in-joke, yeah. All right, I'll get up to speed. <laughs> um, <laughs> who's going to have the last word? Who's going to have the last word? Me. Pauline. <laughs> Pauline's just like, we've just had a sort of stream of her sitting room all uh, no, it's for the whole show. It's been waiting <laughs> to happen. I, I, don't quite, I don't quite know what happened. Oh, 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 oh. Last word to Pauline. Heard us. Pauline, we're leaving now. Yeah, but then I didn't even get a chance to talk. Nobody, nobody brought me in. Nobody bring me in. I, we didn't know yeah, that. But listen, I, I didn't know you were waiting for a call. You just looked like you were sitting in the corner of your living room. I had no idea. No, I wasn't. I was here. I didn't. I said, you know, because you, I had to keep quiet for a while. I had to keep quiet. So, okay. and because I had to keep quiet, I didn't want to interfere with, I didn't want to upset anyone or oh, juggle around anyone. Okay. Yeah. So I missed, I missed that now. And then, Lucia, you've got something for, um, like a Thursday, I don't understand all these um, internet business. I, I'm still learning. My, you did, you're here. I so old, you know. You're here, so you've managed to, to get on. It's the same thing, but on Thursday rather than Saturday. So hopefully see you then. I've got to go, guys. The same thing on a Thursday. Yeah, yeah. So lovely to see you all. See you next Thank week. You. Have a lovely weekend. Cheers. Bye. Okay. Bye. 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 Wait to be done all. Bye -bye. Who's that? Emma. Hello, Emma. Hi, How are you? Good, wave, you. Wave, wave to me, Emma. <laughs> Emma, yeah. We'll see you Thursday. We'll chat see Thursday. See you Thursday. Yeah. Bye-bye. Yeah. Bye-bye. Yeah, the same thing, the same thing.